Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. Our young people have to be able to have a role model to look towards and say, that's who I want to be like. That's what it looks like. You know, you know, most of the young people in youth ministry, they don't know what a healthy Christian marriage looks like. You have to show it to them, right? And again, like that was one of the reasons why I spent less time. This is just me. I'm not telling you to do it the way that I did it. I'm going to kids' games and more time having them into my home. Why? It was philosophical for me. When I go to your game, it sends the message to you that you're cool and you're young and the world revolves around you. When you come into my home, you get the opportunity to see what godly Christian families look like. We eat around the same table together. We pray before we eat. We treat our spouses with love and kindness and respect. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying I never went to games. I'm just saying you got to think through some of this stuff. And so if you're going to become a spiritual mom, spiritual dad, you got to show them. What do you got to show them? You got to show them your maturity. I'll give you a couple more real quick. You got to show them your passion. You got to show them your passion. Let them see you cry. Let them see you worship. If you're an adult leader, don't stand in the back row of your youth ministry. Get up in the front and model for them what it looks like to worship God and, 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 and show. Stop complaining that none of the students actually get into worship or into preaching and go do it yourself and show them what it looks like. Show them your, show them your maturity. Show them your passion. Show them your attention. If, if you're an adult and you're serving in a youth ministry, don't come to the youth ministry and hang out with all the other adults. Hang out with the kids. That's why you're there. Don't sit with all the other adults. Hang out with your small group, right? Last one. Show them your faithfulness. Just keep showing up over and over and over and over and over again. Remember what I, what I said earlier. You, your job is to, is to build a relational bridge that can bear the weight of truth. That takes time. You're not going to get there in a month. You're not going to get there in three months. Kids won't talk with you about spiritual things until they know they can talk with you about anything. That could take years for some of you. I used to say to my junior high guys leaders, like, like I mean, I have these, these, these guys that were in their 30s and they're married and they're like a sixth grade boys leader. And I just would thank them for showing up every week because I'm like, you're a sixth grade boys leader. I can't believe you showed up again two weeks in a row. What's wrong with you? I love you. Thank you. Can I pay you next? You know what I mean? But I, I used to say to them all the time, it might take you two or three or four years. Joe Fackler, Joe was, Joe was one of my sixth grade boys leaders. Joe, his, his eyes would roll back in his head for about three years serving in youth ministry because he's just like, oh my God, all we talk about is Fortnite and farts and, and everything about sports. That's all we talk about. And I'm like, Joe, hang in there. Joe, hang in there. Joe, hang in there. Don't give up. Don't give up. These boys need you. These boys need you. They did need him. After four years of being their small group leader, when all the boys were in ninth grade, finally one day, one of the boys was brave enough to say, Mr. Joe, there's been something that we need to talk to you about. This has been an issue for a long, long time, and we just haven't really felt comfortable bringing it up, but we just now we finally feel like we really know you. After four years, they said, Mr. Joe, every one of us in this room are addicted to pornography. We need help. It took four years. You know what's really cool? Is this year, every one of those boys are graduating from high school, and Mr. Joe has been their small group leader from sixth grade all the way through. Those boys won't remember a, one stitch of a sermon that I preached when I was there or the guy who's a youth pastor there now, one of my closest friends. They won't remember any of those things. They're not going to remember. They're, they're, I'm telling you. They're, they're, you know who they'll remember? Mr. Joe. pastor and leader in student conference is absolutely amazing. They have one in Valley Forge, PA, and one up uh, in Massachusetts. 
and he was able to join us for one of our one nights, and that was a little bit of his clip, and it will be live, the full thing, I believe it's already live on YouTube, we just need to do a little bit of touch-ups with it, but you can go ahead and find that right now, if you go to YouTube and just type in Uproar Conference, it'll be right in there under the live videos, and we have a ton more content on there, we'd love for you to get on, subscribe to YouTube, we're consistently putting things on there now, because we want you to, to be equipped, we want you to be challenged, we want you to go personally to the next level in your walk with Jesus. Yeah. And I'm really excited today, man, we got two weeks until leadership conference. If you didn't sign up for leadership conference yet, there's still Get time. signed up. Go right to our website, click attend, and click on leadership conference. I promise Krista, Pastor Chris Estrada, these teachings and messages and coming together as youth pastors in the Northeast, it will change your life forever. Maybe you're listening yeah. and you're not a youth pastor, but you know your youth pastor should come. Tag him in this. Let yeah. him know that he needs to be here. We'd love to help out and just serve serve the kingdom. That's our heart. That's our goal is to see increase everywhere we go and everything we're a part of. And then conference is still like 130, 140 days away. But, man, make sure you get registered. And I'm telling you, it's going to be the craziest year we've ever had. You don't want to miss out. And, uh, we're trying to do something right now with seating so people who are serious about showing up early can get the best seating. The best and of the best. The best of the best. Yeah. Front row. And uh, we're working on that now, so pay attention. Make sure you get registered on our website because we're going to be communicating first with everyone that pre-registers about seating. But today, I'm joined by my wife. And we want to talk to you about something. I saw a staggering statistic, and I want to bring it up. I want to talk to you about it because it's honestly terrifying. And when you share the video, go ahead, and I want you this to be your tag. It's right here. According to Barna Research, atheism has doubled among yeah. Generation Z. It's crazy. Isn't so that sad. wild? That's like literally right now, that's about 14 and down is Generation Z. And atheism is doubling in this generation. Yeah. And it's absolutely terrifying. It's mm -hmm. a statistic that is we need to address. And that's what we believe we're called to do is yeah. there's over 40 million people between the age of 12 and 19 years old right now mm -hmm. in the United States of America. And the message of Jesus Christ needs to get out to them. They need to hear about Amen. the love of Jesus, Amen. the power of Jesus, the freedom of Jesus, and that they've been called to do something. And this is, this is it right here. Atheism has doubled amongst Generation Z, according to the Barna Research Group. Why has it happened? What's going on? We see in the Bible that generations were lost. Yeah. And I want to challenge you in this. This generation shall be saved. Amen. Not because of us yeah. sitting on the couch. But because of people like you yeah. listening to the podcast, watching mm -hmm. on YouTube, watching on Facebook Live, yeah. because of people like you refusing to be quiet, refusing Amen. to be silent, saying, I will take responsibility for my generation to be one. That's yeah. the goal. Salvation, freedom, and bringing the message, the gospel that yeah. we're unashamed of to every single person we know. So. I just want to get right into this today. We don't have a ton of time, but throughout the Old Testament, you read through Judges, you read through First and Second Kings, yeah. you read through and you see a crazy flip-flop of one king serving Jesus and the next one coming in and destroying it and the next one, another flip-flop and back another and, and another, just yeah. flip-flop back and forth. One king would set it up good, the other one, it would be awful. But there were reasons for this. And I want to talk about those reasons why generations were lost. And one, genera one reason that you see consistently is a king would find that serving another God 
seemed easier or more beneficial to him. And it's yeah. crazy because, like, God himself had already defeated those other gods, but king such and such would come up and decide, well, do you know what? We're going to start yeah. to serve their god now. And their god couldn't defeat the god that they had, they had been serving, the right. god that loved them, the god that was the one true god. But for some reason, they would decide that it was now then to serve that God who could never produce what our God promises, that could never right. develop what our God promises, that can never come through like our God can come through. And it's heartbreaking because you see it throughout the whole Old Testament. Yeah, what you see is that one, God, one king would come in, be going good, making mighty moves for God in his kingdom. And then one would come in and get distracted and put up astral poles and have all these crazy sacrifices done. And it, it just what he was saying. In the whole Old Testament, it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But the sad part is, is that we see this in our own country and time right now. We see that with uh, whether it be alcoholism or addiction or work or money. Yes, you know, right. it might not necessarily be a wooden or stone statue that becomes our idol and becomes another god in our life. But, man, it's so simple for even social media. Things really, I believe, distractions. Anything that's got your attention and your eye, I believe, can fall in this category if we are not checking our hearts in this matter. I mean... How many times, I want to even challenge you, maybe the rest of this day or maybe even tomorrow, you know, maybe be mindful of what your attention is being turned towards. Maybe it is scrolling through social media and every couple of minutes you're just picking up and it's, it's just a thing you have to do all the time. But this is what's happening. They get distracted and with that distraction it grows and it becomes their God, turning away from the one that we should yeah, be worshiping. I had, I had one kid, he told me that his screen time was over eight hours a day. Like That's you crazy. Could just crazy. Jesus and seek Jesus for yeah. an hour. Imagine. Of that, imagine how powerful mm -hmm. your life could be. But yep. So we see this. We see King Saul. One reason that we almost we lost a whole portion in this is King Saul said, "Well, I felt pressure from the other people. That's why. I, that's why I walked right. into sin." How many yep. times have we seen pressure? make someone walk away from Christ because yep. of persecution or fear or doubt or they're just not sure. Can I tell you, man, we're losing an entire generation yeah. because they're experiencing pressure and they're not rooted and grounded in the word of God yeah. strong enough yep. so that when, when, when temptation comes, when persecution comes, just like in Mark 4 with the parable of the seed and the mm -hmm. sower, it's gone when persecution yeah. starts to come in. We need to start to educate a generation mm -hmm. in the depth of the word so yep. that when, when persecution comes, it's not scorched up. What God has right. placed in their heart remains, and we're not losing what God has set forth. Ultimately, though, we're losing a generation right now statistically, and I don't believe it'll be the final mm -hmm. statistic. I've no, read the absolutely. Bible. I know the outcome. Amen. I know yeah. what God has called us to do. Yeah. I see what God is doing in this nation. I know he's starting to turn hearts. Some people are so scared because... There's a whole generation that hasn't come to church or claims to be atheists. Can I tell you, that's not scary to me. Right. It's less junk to work through. It's, it, they, they don't know what to expect at church. So when right. we can come in with right. the news of Jesus, Amen. with the love of Jesus, and they start yeah. to hear the Draw message of God, the power of God through his gospel, it changes their heart quickly. And I want to challenge you. I'm not scared that people aren't coming to church. I'm scared that the church isn't going to people, yes. and that's why we're losing a generation. Yeah. We need to go but outside of the walls. ultimately, everything flows from the heart, right? Yeah. And as a nation, that's where we are. We have an entire generation that atheism has doubled in. It's not a mindset thing. It's a heart thing. 
Yeah, uh, it's Second Kings. Uh, chapter 17, verse 14. I want to read this real quick, and then you're good. Then you're good. It says this, but they would not listen and were as stiff-necked as their ancestors who did not trust in the Lord their God. That's it's scary. Yeah, it's scary. But we can't allow ourselves to become stiff-necked and unwilling to turn back to the Lord. We have to be rooted and grounded in Him. But I want to encourage you even, you know, maybe maybe you do go to church. Maybe this isn't really you. You know you believe and you're surrounded by believers. But don't allow, um, you know, getting caught up in what God can do for you become that distraction and become that other God. You know, God, he promises the blessing. He promises greatness for our lives. And it's exciting. And I believe that everyone has access to that as a child of God. He's got great things for us. He wants us to prosper and to grow. But if that becomes our focus, even that, you know, we can sit here and say, I don't drink alcohol. I don't do these things. But maybe I'm, I've shifted my focus and I'm chasing after the things rather than the provider. Um, so I want to encourage you to not to, to really, with a fine-tooth comb, go through and just make sure that this is not where your heart is. Remember, this is a heart thing that has gotten people to this place. Sure. So it's a constant thing, a daily thing that we should be checking our heart to, to make sure that we have not fallen in this place. It's true. It's true. So some kings. Hi, Sophia. Hi, Sophia. Us. What's up, girl? <laughs> if you're on here, go ahead and say hi to Sophia real quick. Coolest four-year-old <laughs> I know. But here's the deal. You ready? Not all the kings were bad. Some kings right. turned turn back. And I want to highlight two of them quickly. And ready? The first one I want to highlight, Second Kings chapter 18, we find Hezekiah. Yeah. What he did when he took ownership, when he took leadership. Very simply, what he did, he went in and he took... And he, all the places of, of idol worship, he destroyed. And actually, they were worshiping the mm -hmm. bronze snake that Moses had made. And he came in and he destroyed sin and religion. If we want to win back a generation, we need to destroy sin Amen. and religion. Yes. Religion is not the answer. Yeah. Jesus is the answer. Amen. Sin Amen. needs to be confronted head on. Yep. The issues of abortion, the issues of alcoholism, yeah. marijuana being, mm -hmm. being made completely illegal. These are things the church right. cannot bend on. We need to make sure we take a strong stand yeah. against sin. The wages of sin is death. death. Yeah. And that's where we need to take a strong stand. And we don't hate someone who's living in a sin, but we hate the production that it will bring in their right. life. I right. hate that someone's going to die because yeah. of sin. Absolutely. I don't hate an alcoholic right. at all. Right. It breaks my heart mm -hmm. that it's sin and it separates them from God, but it also breaks my heart that if they continue in that, yeah. it's going to destroy their liver, destroy their family, destroy mm -hmm. their finances. There's destruction in sin, and as a church, we need to make sure we're loving people and we hate sin. Yeah. We love people just like Jesus loves people, but we hate sin yeah. just as much as Jesus yes. hates sin. Amen. And we got to make sure we take a strong stand against that. We need to take a strong stand against religion. Yes. Most people I know that don't come to church, they have one or two encounters, and it turned mm -hmm. them off. That is the wrong answer. Mm -hmm. Religion is not yeah, the answer. Not Jesus is yes, the answer. Religion amen. cannot save you. So number one, we see King Hezekiah destroyed sin mm -hmm. and religion. In 2 Kings chapter 22, King Josiah, who was like eight years old, like twice the age of Sophia, when he came in, he returned to the Lord in full focus, number one, in, in, in focus Mm -hmm. And in heart. Yep. The Bible says not turning to the right or to the left. Right. And that was his first step. And then he reintroduced the law of yep. following the Bible because they found the Bible. 
And I want to tell you, if we're ever going to win a generation, number one, we destroy sin. Number two, we destroy religion. Three, we have a full focus on Jesus. Number four, our heart is fully towards Jesus. And number five, let's make this easy. We follow the Bible. Yeah, amen. The Bible's the path. That is our standard. The Bible's Mm -hmm. the standard. The Bible has every answer we're searching for. Joshua 1, 7 and 8. Literally, it will make your way prosperous. Meditate on it day and night. Amen. Don't turn to the right or yeah. left. Don't let, it, don't let it stop departing from your lips, lips mm-hmm. and then you will prosper and have good success. I want to see people have good success. We have a whole generation that doesn't know the Bible can bring right. prosperity and success yeah. into their life. Freedom. And we need to make sure that we're teaching and educating this. If you're watching real quick, just go ahead, in, right in here, write down those five points so other people can reference them when they go back. Number one, destroy sin. Yeah. Number two, turn our back yeah. on religion. Turn it to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Number three, very simple, have our full focus on Jesus. Yeah. Number four, turn our hearts fully to the Lord, not just our focus, but our heart as well. And number five, follow the Bible. The Bible's the answer. And if we're going to win this generation, we need to make sure we're like the kings of the Old Testament. We're like Paul. We're like we're like Jesus. We're like Peter who's standing proclaiming the love of Jesus, the freedom of Jesus, the gospel of redemption, that we're not damaged goods, but when we come to Jesus, we're brand new. We're set free, that there's no issue. We haven't gone too far. We still have a plan and a purpose. And when people start to hear this, see, people just don't think that there's anything for them in Jesus. And it's not true. The thing is, if we don't do it, who is going to? Right. God's not sending another son. He did his part. Yeah, it's time Jesus. for us to do our part. So we need... <laughs> she got bigger, y'all. Sophia. <laughs> but we need to refuse to be, be silent. Don't shrink back. Don't get intimidated by what media is saying and what the, you know, they would try to push. We need to, we need to step up. The church needs to step up. And every single person plays a part. As we've talked you know, prior, every single person has a part. So I want to encourage you today to, to start making that stance. If something's burning on your heart that you know is right, you know that Jesus wants you to be the voice, allow him to use you, whether it be in your school, whether it be on your team, at your work, in your family, in your friend group, we are those, we are that voice. There's nobody else that can do it. We are the ones. Yeah, this is on us. No one else is coming. God has faith in you to be in this generation to turn it upside down to win it. Mm -hmm. You're you're trusted, you're empowered. Think about this. God has faith in you. We got to refuse to be silent. This generation Z knows about nothing of Mm -hmm. Christ other than what's been picked on, other than what other people have said. They don't know a full truth of Jesus. And when the body of Christ can stand up, and be empowered to share the gospel and the, the good news. Yeah. I'm telling you what, right now, we can start to see a generation one back to Amen. Jesus. But it takes Amen. each one of us Everybody making is. a decision, a daily decision that I won't be silent. I know I'm yeah. sent by God yeah. to do mighty things. And we can start to see a kindling of passion Amen. in the hearts of this generation. Amen. If you're watching right now, I want to challenge you. Don't be silent. Yeah. Step up today yep. to be the ones that will turn the world upside Amen. down. To share the goodness of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross.
cross that he has a better and an eternal yes. way for every single one of us, that he still has a plan and a purpose for our lives and for our generation. Yep. We need to contend. We need to pray. We need to move mm -hmm. forward. I won't be silent. Yep. Are we losing a generation? On no. paper, maybe. But in reality, right. I know what he's doing in the hearts of the church, yep. and that's to win the lost at any cost, at any depth, for it, it to go as far as required to see a mighty change. Amen. That's the truth. And I want to challenge you today to make a commitment in your heart that you'll never be silent, that you'll never shrink back, yeah. that you'll be the one that turns your world upside down. Yeah. I've said it on here before. Mother Teresa, and I love this quote, she said this. She said, if everyone would clean their own doorstep, mm -hmm. the whole world would be clean. Look, if you would win your, your, your friends, the world would be saved. If you would win your neighborhood, if you would win your school, if you would win your region, the whole world could experience what Jesus has planned. So That's right. It's true. Today, take personal responsibility. Comment on there right now. If you're saying, I'll take personal responsibility, just yeah. say it right, right there with us. I'll take responsibility. I am one. I'll turn the world upside down. Let us know that you're going to be one that steps up, that refuses to be silent. And I want to encourage you, join us for the Uproar Conference, July yes. 25, Don't 26, 27. It. It's not just a party. Yeah. It, we'll have a party. You'll, you'll have the best time of your life, but you'll encounter Jesus. <laughs> in a way that you never thought was possible. Amen. You'll come back with a passion in your heart. You'll come back equipped to change your world, Amen. to bring Jesus home with you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for watching, guys. We're so excited. You can yeah. read up on this on our blog in the next couple days, mm -hmm. theuproar.org, for any and all information we shared. And if you want to partner to get the message out in this generation, mm -hmm. you can go to theuproar.org, click partner, or just type in there, hashtag donate. And I believe it'll work right through there as well. Thank you for watching. Make sure you share. If you enjoyed it, tag a friend, share it, let them know. Go ahead and wave right to the camera, baby girl. Wave. Have a phenomenal day. If you're watching on a podcast, share that as well. Thank you. Have a good one. And that concludes another week of the Uproar Podcast. We want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content.